your quick hey <laughs> <laughs> this is the manny show on shea radio it's that time of week again where you get our lovely voices in your ear and if you're watching on facebook our lovely faces so who do we got in the studio today are you talking about me <laughs> <laughs> hi this is sana delgado long time Ooh, sana. it feels like forever i know I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> Daniel, we, I think we did it for a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we were tag teaming uh, the radio show and it was, it was really cool. We got a, a lot of good responses and it actually helped us the way that we <laughs> communicate. Communication skills. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah, so, so uh, we are going to be continuing our series on uh, what we call a global haverim, which is a devotion that people all over the world are doing this month. What is this global haverim about, Mr. Daniel? So the title is Why Were the Chosen Chosen? And it's mainly about why the Jesus chose the 12. Mm. And last week we talked about Luke 6, yeah. 12 to 16. Mm-hmm. And the difference between a student and a disciple and how usually a rabbi uh, called a disciple and what Jesus did different differently yeah, yeah. that's going to be cool so we'll 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 dive into all that stuff um but we're uh we're short the rest of the team is out doing other things so but it's okay um if you want to um uh, let us, uh, you know, comment about what we're talking about and say hi. Go ahead and jump on the Facebook live stream for Shay, the Facebook page. And uh, just let us know where you're watching from. I see a few people joining. And my wife just did a little greeting. What did you write? I can't see that. I'm far. just encouraging people to comment and yeah. ask questions. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. And we got some of our Christian lo-fi as a playlist. <laughs> yes, baby. <laughs> Super cool. So, so what's been going on, you guys? How, how how's life? How's how's it going in the ministry field and stuff? Ministry field is booming. Yeah, I feel like um, we're we're ha- we have so many things in the fire right now. Mm. Like both just us personally, but also as a church, a yeah. church, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really like people are really coming together, and people mm. are new. People are showing up for almost everything that we do and and I, I really think we're going somewhere new yeah. as a church right now. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. Very and as cool. pays I feel like it, everything is very exciting. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Ooh. what I'm loving here is that uh it's so different the things. Uh because like in the beginning of the week we are with teenagers, then we are with kids, then we are with kids on church and kids in school and on Sunday services and the radio, so it's always like different works. Mm-hmm. So it's never boring because like <laughs> every time you're 
thinking about something new. So it's been really good to be part of this. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting because we are doing technically the same things every week, but because, like you said, it's so flavorful, so different that it just seems fresh every time. And there's always something to like try and steal the joy, practical wise. But we just keep pushing in. Today's been uh, yesterday, for example, like. We were bouncing, like spiritually, on a spiritual high. I felt we were at the, our church does this thing called City Mail. For those that don't know, where we, every week we um, we get food donated to the church, mm-hmm. um, just people with great hearts, and and we we serve dinner for well over a hundred people. I think how many were last night? One hundred and seventy. They're like no, all in all, because we do takeaway, but we mm. also yeah, have yeah. in the house, and I think there's like two hundred and thirty. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And, and then great. families come in uh, and just they get that day off. Some, some actually really, really need it. Uh, and some just, they just need that freedom to not think about it. Uh, we don't judge. We don't care. Just come in and enjoy the fellowship. And we have a table for the kids to make their lunches. And it's just an amazing time. And, um, and, and a lot of our uh, teenagers that we have this youth work with, they're walking around saying, hey, Manuel, and, and they bring their friends in. It was just so special. Mm-hmm. And signing everyone up for the upcoming Christmas show. Which you have to experience. The everyone cr- out there, you have to experience the Christmas show. Oh, yeah. Those on the Fair Islands. Yes. Definitely sign up. Go to citychurch.fo. The slider uh, is right there. It's called uh, Christmas in Narnia. That's the theme. And uh, it's, it's free. Can you believe that? It's wor- it's very costly or expensive show that, that we're doing, but we have so many people supporting us that we're able to do it for free for the city, and it's going to be excellent and amazing. We're also working with the city mm-hmm. and with like the TV program or TV station here yeah. and stuff like that. So everything is being, or a lot of stuff is being donated and sponsored. Yeah. yeah. So. So it's just a really good time, right? And then, and then today I'm on my work going to a different island, and my car breaks down in the middle of one of the longest tunnels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and oh man, you're like, you know, the enemy just tries to steal that joy. And, but he just, he really helped me. And, you know, a friend came and picked me up. The mechanic was super nice. I went into the city to try uh, to take the bus to come all the way back to, to the capital, Torshown. And, uh, and I ran into some friends and got to share lunch with them and life. And one of them was a refugee from uh, Ukraine and just sharing her story, hearing about it. Just amazing how God gets us through all of this, the, the high mountains and the valley times. So it's been really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Daniel, you got it down, bro. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So should we start with the recap? Yeah, let's do the recap. So, so you said the recap was about last week was it was the context about Jesus and him choosing the disciples, right? And and why he chose them, or so. So, what did you? What were some of your thoughts about last week's talk? Yeah. So last week we we acknowledged that the difference between a student and a disciple was that a student wanted to just know mm. the, like what the master knew, uh, knew, but. Uh, disciple, he wanted to like be like the master in many areas, and mm. like uh, a disciple wanted to be as influential as his master, and um, also having all the knowledge mm-hmm. that the master had, but also like the wisdom. Yeah. So it's really more deeper, and it was a crazy bound, like a really deep bound that a, 
disciple had with the master mm. because um like a disciple if let's say if my fa- me as a disciple my father go to uh exile and my my master go to exile i should follow my master yeah in those you know? times yeah, yeah. that yeah. is nuts like it was crazy and also if a master like if i saw someone like a master and i'm married i could just follow the master without telling anything to my wife for one month <laughs> Oh my god. So like peace out babe. Yeah. <laughs> <See ya. laughs> so it was like crazy the level that a master yeah. had in society. My wife would be like just stay away. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> you can leave me now, you better just keep on going. <laughs> I was just thinking about this whole um uh, what you just said about a, a teacher and a and a master or, or like a no a student and a, and a disciple right and sana you're studying to be a teacher and you are actually working at schools mm-hmm. and uh what do you see being the most effective way for students to learn is it just like in a you know sit down setting where they listen and gain a bunch of knowledge or like yeah it is definitely experiencing stuff mm-hmm. together yeah. and uh relationship yeah. really cuz if you have a teacher that you don't have a relationship with like if you don't like them or if they don't seem to like you or mm. something then you're not going to want to learn from them yeah. um so and and you learn more from experiencing from hands-on stuff and trying out like trial and error and stuff like that mm-hmm. so just being taught doesn't teach you that much like mm-hmm. you learn through experiencing and through the re- relationship that you have yeah. in the class yeah do your students like you I hope so. They give me hugs. So oh, so. that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I hope so. <laughs> okay. And then the other side of the coin, because you're still learning. Mm-hmm. You're in school. Do you like your teacher? <laughs> yeah. You I have do. to say that on radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, I've had different teachers now, like yeah. throughout the four plus years mm-hmm. uh, at that school, but then also throughout like normal school yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, I like these teachers. They're lively and they have different ways of teaching us yeah different things so yeah cool any other thing we need to reflect on about what we talked about last year before we jump into today's i think just one one more thing that uh jesus a rabbi usually uh chose like people really smart like people that went through a lot like they Mm -hmm. had the entire old testaments really well known and even more to the old testament also what the most famous people thought about the old testament mm. so and a rabbi usually chose these kind of people and we talked about like how jesus chose some different people like fisher fishermen yeah. yeah so some some theologians they say that all the disciples were really young like in their teenage years or or like before their 20s and but I, I I've heard some others say there were like different ages. The ones that were young were like the sons of uh, Ze- the sons of Zebedee, John and James. They they were youngsters. But like the tax collector, he couldn't be young to be a tax collector. And then I heard that um, Peter, he was actually an, an older guy. So I mean, it's quite interesting the way that he chose everything, everyone that was just so different than the protocol that you would normally use. And he even went to an abnormal place to choose disciples. And just the fact that they had jobs already, that shows that they weren't 
good yeah. enough to become rabbis yeah. or disciples. Exactly. Is it true that they had to learn like the first five books of Moses to before even? Yeah, the, I think like you start with that, and then the ones that didn't learn that they had to leave and get yeah. jobs, and then you have another section they have to learn, and then they had yeah. to leave, and so like only the best of the best would become I rabbis mean, I, or disciples. I, I, I like memorize scriptures, but if I don't keep on saying them, I, I totally forget. Yeah, <laughs> and I think the first the first five books it was before six years old. Oh, so yeah, and then to six to ten it was more about the prophets and this stuff, and ten for fourteen something else. So it was a lot of things. So yeah. actually, we're not really challenging kids these days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they can memorize so much. <laughs> I just wait. <laughs> Cool. All right. So I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna talk about like okay, what principle? Uh, we're gonna play a song, but when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the the principle that we believe Jesus wants us to learn that He used in choosing the disciples, and and maybe how we can do that as well when when we think of ourselves as a disciple, but how we also disciple others. So that's what we're gonna jump into again. Let us uh, get some feedback from you. Let us know where you are watching from. And if you have any thoughts about this whole, why we're the chosen chosen, what are your thoughts on that? All right. We'll be right back.
just joining us. This is the Manny Show on Shay. Good old Shay. And I said that you could just uh, join us on Facebook Live if you have any messages. But we also have a local number for those listening live. What's that number, Santa? It is 577777. 777777. That's so cool. Oh, that's a really cool number. And I even think their bank account, if you want to donate, is something with a bunch of sevens. <laughs> it's super cool. All right, cool. So uh, we just did a recap about what we talked about last week concerning why are the chosen chosen, this series, Global Haverim, that we're doing. And uh, today we're going to talk about the principle. Daniel, is that right? Yeah. And, um, but first we're going to read uh, a passage and talk about that. Mm-hmm. And we brought in a special guest storyteller. <laughs> yes, so I will read Matthew four eighteen to 22. Uh, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, (laughs) and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Mm. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So, uh, the main thing that, that I paid attention was that last verse immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him <laughs> and this has something to do also like their father about how the the master was even on a I, higher level mm, than the, the, the parents and yeah uh so that that was the main thing for me mm-hmm. and once i struggled with and we were talking about this yesterday right mm-hmm. Yeah. How I was struggling with having, like, being so blessed. Sometimes, like, oh, I have a nice house. I have a lot of things. Um, and yeah, yeah. I was thinking about how many people don't have access of for these things and don't have um, the gospel. And I was thinking, like, oh, I should leave everything and follow Jesus uh like in a poor country and served there. And mm-hmm. I was struggling with this. It was like, in a way, I wanted to have a like fight and and um, and work for a house and mm. build a family. But also I was thinking about like how, oh no, why I want a house? This is like an evil desire. I was struggling <laughs> with this, you know? Uh, like evil. There are a lot of people that don't have a house and I'm like yeah. selfish. Yeah. Uh, so like what I conclude after all these things is that we need as disciples of Jesus, we don't need to leave everything behind, like leave because leaving your country and leaving your house and your family is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we need to be ready. And by this, I mean, we need to don't have these things in the first place in our hearts. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that is so, so true. Sana, do you remember um, that mission group with Mr. Webster, David Webster? Sure do. Miss those guys. You uh, should come back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he said something that really stuck out to me. and Because he grew up a missionary, uh, missionary kid. 
And he said that uh, his, his dad taught him that it's not about just going to the down and out, but the up and out. And what he meant by that was the down and out are most third world countries that are very impoverished physically, um, but they're also starving and impoverished spiritually. Whereas the up and out are like, you know, the first world countries that are well off and have a good lifestyle, but they're starving, they're impoverished spiritually. And, 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 you know, a lot of the countries here in Europe, we see that the church membership or, or people that have an active uh, faith in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, the percentage is going down, down, down. And I mean, according to some numbers, take Denmark, for example, I think it's like 0.3% mm. are professed Christians. That's a crazy <laughs> low percentage. Yeah. So, so I love that you <laughs> had that mental argument with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you didn't do it in public. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, anything that you notice about this story that sticks out about how Jesus chose these and how they left everything and followed him yeah i I just think it's cool that they did it immediately like they didn't wait and think about it and consider the pros and cons and Mm. all that stuff but they were like okay (laughs) let's do it yeah i I like i mean i know that they knew jesus before and they like rumors about him were spreading around quickly and stuff like that and he was he was a respected man. I mean, he had to have been if he was able to read the scroll of, uh, of Isaiah in, in the synagogue because only respectable people are allowed to do stuff like that back then. So he was already known, and I think he already did some miracles, you know, like the, the water into wine and stuff like that. Uh, but but still, like if we somebody came in our lives with that type of respect level and said, come follow me, would you be able to just... At the snap of a finger, just drop everything and leave? I don't know. Right? That's... I always get really skeptical when people get like a title mm. and, and all these things. Like even though I see the stuff that they're doing mm-hmm. and stuff, I always get really skeptical. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you really that awesome? Like, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. So maybe I shouldn't I mean, do that you, so much. <laughs> you left your country for me. No comments. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, this is this is a, an amazing, amazing story. And um, I think I, I saw a version of this in, in The Chosen. And I was just, I was trying to figure out, like, what what do you think the dad was thinking? You know, they, they just got, I think another version of the story is about how they caught so much fish. And then, and then, uh, and then all of a sudden they just left all the work to the dad. Oh, dad, peace. We're leaving. <laughs> you, you take care of the business. Uh, we're going to follow this guy. Um, yeah, the, it just shows when you are truly in the presence of God, what kind of impact and, and persuasion it can do on you. And if you allow it. Yeah. And, uh, we also like, so for those that didn't understand, or actually maybe it was my fault that I didn't explain this, mm-hmm. but we are, the Bible verse that we are talking today is our verse that we thought it was related with the last week that is about Luke 6. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we also have another verse, mm-hmm. verses yeah. in John 15. Yeah. Uh, 
John 15:13 Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. I think we can stop here. Maybe we can read uh, afterwards. But, like, do you have something about uh, this that popped up in your head? My head. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... it's um. Uh, quite a few things because uh, the, the first of all, I know we're talking about discipleship here, but but I just wanted to focus on this verse thirteen where it says, "Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends." I think we might have talked about this on the radio before. I know we've talked about it personally. Yeah. But but in the beginning, when I read this, it it, it kind of threw me off because I'm like, of course I would, you know sacrifice a lot for a good friend like why is that the greatest love and what about when it's hard to love like your enemy or someone that you know that's not going to give you the same type of uh, love back that's actually harder to love somebody like that in my opinion and so i i was just you know really thrown off about that what, what about you guys i mean do you see this as being obvious that no greater love is is one that lays down his life for his friend or uh, you see, do you see my point or like, yeah. I'm just like, because like for me, it will be like, and the first impression would be greater love is, uh, like giving yourself for an enemy. Yeah. There is something that hate someone that hates you mm -hmm. and you're giving like your life to them. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just bobbing your head. And, um, uh, <laughs> So other thing that we, we talked about also yesterday, yesterday was a good day. We talked a lot. <laughs> Now I just need to talk again. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, it's like, what does it mean to be his friend? And we saw mm. two main points in this passage. Yeah. And the first one is really obvious because it's, you are my friends if you do what I command. It's just this. <laughs> so like, that's the, the first thing. And the other thing is that Jesus said, that he doesn't, don't, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. So like he used uh, strong words here that is like everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Mm -hmm. And this was something like, whoa, it's everything. And um, yeah, because he purposely... Uh, said stuff in riddles, and and everyone was just like, huh? And and <laughs> but he would pull the disciples aside and say, here here's the explanation of this. Or if they asked him, you know, what did you mean by that? He would pull them aside yeah. and let them know, but he wouldn't let the rest of the people know. He left them wondering what this parable was about, or this teaching, or why he did what he did. And so he was revealing this whole time. Uh, during the journey, they might have not known that they were his friends, like that, that Jesus thought of them as friends. They might have not known that, but he always considered them friends from the beginning. And that's quite interesting. Yeah. And uh, like everyone 
can do what Jesus command in that time. Let, let's imagine like you're someone, you know what Jesus wants, you can just do, but not everyone could know the things. Like yeah. this was something uh, reserved for the apostles. Yeah, just the 12, yeah. actually. And he even only took the special three to, yeah. to, for, to, uh, to certain experiences. So yeah, I like mean, the trans- transfiguration. Mm-hmm. And also uh, praying in the garden before being arrested. So, I mean, it's quite interesting how he yeah. was able to, like, have these friendship groups. But, yeah. And it's also always uh, 3, 7, 12. It's always this number. Why, why the 12? <laughs> why 12? So, like, uh, I read it and the 12 appears almost 200 times in the Bible. 200? Yeah, almost 200. Yeah. And a lot of revelations. Uh, and But I think the main thing is when we think about the tribes mm-hmm. of Israel. Mm-hmm. But also Solomon, he was considered the most wise man, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he chose 12 uh, rulers. So like 12 can represent something about um, like a, the best number for having authority and mm. this, you know. So uh, Solomon, the great wise king, chose 12 also. And it was... But I think, for me, at least, the main thing about the 12 mm-hmm. is that there was um, 12 tribes in Israel. Mm-hmm. And um, since Israel, like, Israel was the main people of God, like, was the God's people, but still God was always saying, I want to make you a blessing to other nations. Yeah, yeah. Even in that time. Mm-hmm. And the Jews, they were like, Oh, it's all, it's like the blessing is for us, but God was already saying that it's for all generations. Yeah. yeah. And now the church, like kind of uh, new Israel, is also 12, and is also the 12 made the gospel go to every country. To bless you, the yeah, nations. To bless every nation. Yeah. So I think it's mainly about this how the, being, the 12 tribes were a blessing, mm. and the 12 were a, even more a blessing because came also to. Brazil and these places. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> wow. All the way to Brazil. Yeah. I think we need to ask uh, or tell Tom that he needs 12 in the leadership only, and then his church will thrive. Yeah. <laughs> well, I believe his church is already thriving. I know. It's doing amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a real – I like the whole number thing. Like, yeah, I don't want to do any conspiracy theory type stuff, but I just – I love when I see numbers – one small thing, it doesn't have to do with 12, but like us naming our kids, you know, we, uh, we, uh, Sana, she likes Hebrew names. So we figured out how to, you know, find names that we both, both agreed on. <laughs> so Dahlia, you know, is a Hebrew name, but we called her Dahlia Ann. And then Ezekiel was Ezekiel Day, um, Micaiah, Micaiah Jax, and then Ahava, Ahava Marie. And someone was waiting for what we would name our last child, Ahava Marie. And then they wrote Santa super excited. And what, what did like, they? What is the fourth baby going to be called? And then I wrote the name. She's like, oh, all the kids have 10 letters. <laughs> we didn't plan it. Like it's just 10 letters in every single one. And all the names have biblical meaning to them. So. Okay. But you didn't plan it. But who was the person that was counting this? Yeah, I can't remember. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening, please let us know who you are. <laughs> but I remember someone that was paying attention to our kids' names, and, uh, and yeah. excited about it because she had noticed, I think it was a woman, a girl, she had noticed that the three first ones had 10 letters. 
each. So yeah. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Any any so so uh, what is the principle that we see here and how he chose his twelve? It was about uh their hearts. Like Ooh. uh they could not be the best in society, like the best people that everyone admired and everyone was like, Oh, they are really smart. They know what they are talking about. But it was the twelve that or eleven that had a good heart because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So but it was the twelve that with the we don't know, maybe Jude Jude? Judas. Judas, yeah. In English I sometimes I forget. He could have been with the heart in the right place in the beginning, but so yeah. like at least it was like the twelve about having like their heart in the right place, mm-hmm. even though they weren't well seen mm-hmm. by society. Yeah, and I mean, he knew that even Judas that he was gonna yeah. betray and all that stuff, and he knew that Peter was gonna be reckless, and he knew all these things, mm-hmm. and yeah, taking imperfect people mm-hmm. to fulfill a perfect plan. Yeah. I think one of the things that helped him develop these principles is he prayed before doing. Yeah. And he prayed the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> Can you pray the whole night, Daniel? No. <laughs> <laughs> and some like and nowadays it's even easier because when we don't have the words we can like put a worship and sometimes, you know, when like oh, let's do a I don't know the name in English, but you, when you pray the whole night? Mm. There's a name for this in English or when you pray the whole night? Yeah. An all-nighter. Okay. <laughs> Intercession. Okay. Uh... Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But uh, like we can put worship and sometimes I don't know like, okay, I'm done with prayer. Let's put a worship and then I can pray about the things that the worship is saying. So today is even easier. Yeah, but Jesus, he was like in a, like alone without do... music, without I... nothing. He was like me and the father. Yeah. It was the whole night. But he did have like... The relationship that he has with his father, and so yeah, yeah. that makes it different. Though we don't, we pray out of what we believe. He prayed out of what he knew, Mm -hmm. and so yeah, yeah. But I know someone who can pray all night. Um, a girl that I went to Alterna with, Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible school. She prayed in her sleep, like when she slept. She like because she had music on and she was praying, and then she fell asleep. And when we like came into the room and stuff, she was praying in tongues wow. in her sleep. Amazing. And she just and then she woke up and she just kept praying. And so oh yeah, it was really cool. Oh my goodness, that's epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I I think it's okay that we have these tools to help us get under worship. Yeah, what I'm saying that it's easier today. Yeah. And for Jesus it was like not music, <laughs> not nothing. It was like me and the but, father. But then again, I mean, I'm not saying that it did happen, but it could have like, you know, the angelic beings could have come down while he was praying and played their Maybe harps. Maybe there was a choir. <laughs> <laughs> he made the stones mm. sing yeah, do worship. Yeah, exactly. Boom. <laughs> so that's where they come from on Frozen. Yeah, the, the singing rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very cool. So, so yeah, I, I noticed that for this principle of it was a heart thing that he chose, um, that he, he used prayer as the main, um, like, energy or strength or focus to help him choose afterwards. And I think he, he chose not just because of the heart thing, but because he said, um, I want them to be my friends. Like, there was a difference 
he was okay with people being, you know, a servant for the kingdom. And there's nothing wrong with having that mentality. But he also wanted them to have a revelation of what it means to have a friendship with him. And um, do you think that this this principle, though, is for all of us? Like, because there were what, uh, he, he sent 70 out at one time, and they were all his disciples. But he called these 12 apostles. He called these 12 his friends. So is this friendship for a specific group of people, or do you think that we can all be his friend in this way? Uh, I I believe that all because there's a time that they were looking. Oh, someone said to Jesus, "Your brothers and sisters, or your brothers and your mom, something like this, mm. are looking for you." Mm-hmm. And he pointed to the crowd and said, "These are my brothers and sisters." Wow. So Oof. yeah, so I think it's kind of the same. Like these are my friends. You know, like he has. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Well, I think um, it is different now because we have the Holy Spirit to mm. guide us and he's ever teaching us stuff. Like he's always teaching us and he's always guiding us and stuff. And I believe that we have a different friendship than the 12 did. But still, like, yeah, now we have someone still with us. But Jesus, he was limited to the areas that his feet could take him. Yeah, you know? exactly. So like... Those were his friends, the ones that would follow him around. But oh, now we have the Holy Spirit following us or yeah. being with us and guiding yeah. us. So I think that the relationship and the friendship is for everyone. I like yeah. that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. He was bound by his feet, but he wanted this friendship to be for everyone. So he, that's why he sent the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Man. We're going to play a song. When we come back, we'll dig more into this. And then I also want to see, okay, how can we use these principles in the way that we are with people around us? Is that all right? Yeah. Yep, yep. All right. Here is Great Are You, Lord.
people out there in SoMe world, do you think that this friendship with Jesus, the way that the disciples had, is also for us? Give me a, a yes or no or a thumbs up on, on, uh, on, the, on the live stream. And uh, don't forget, you can, if you're local, not in the head, but like as in you live here, <laughs> you can text message us at five. What's, what's the number? Five, seven, 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 seven. How can I not remember that number? <laughs> it's five and then five sevens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bam. I did that. I was thinking that too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very cool. All right. So so guys, we've been we've been going over a lot of I, I consider this like meat, spiritual meat. This is good stuff. Me like. Um but we've been talking about we did a recap, like we talked about the context of this whole story and then the principles of uh what Jesus used to choose the disciples. But I think now I want to talk about like how can we use the principles in our life, and maybe the first one could be interesting. You know, we just ended by saying we believe that this friendship that Jesus had with the twelve apostles is also for us. And you said, Senna, that uh, you believe that this friendship is for us because Jesus he could only be friends with so many people because he went where his feet took him. But because we have his very spirit in all of us who choose. Uh, to have communion with his spirit, we can have that same friendship. But like a friendship in real life, you have to invest in stuff. So what can we do to like make this friendship tangible with Jesus? Yeah. Do you want to start? I, I just remi- remembered that uh, I think it was Abraham, the first one to be called friend of God. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. I just remembered this and I thought this is interesting. Mm. <laughs> and, um, very, very interesting. <laughs> and like for me, there's a lot of like titles that we have, and I see myself in a different way. And also like the way that I see God. Let's say like we are son of gods, and we are also servants, but we are also friends. Mm, and this okay. is like this means a lot of different things because okay. a son do something a servant do something a friend do something mm-hmm. and like it's crazy to think that I have a friend that is my I have a God that is my friend but also like is the almighty God that if people looked to his face they would die and you know <laughs> this kind of thing is like yeah. a really um, something that gives us fear in a way like the all this this greatness of God, mm-hmm. but it's also like our close friend. So it's it's such um, like different things that comes together, and yeah. this makes everything nice. Also, like the Jesus as a servant and, and as a king at the same time. Servant king, yeah. Like Great. we see a lot of these things that in the first time, in the first time you see, it doesn't seem a fit, but yeah. actually is the best fit ever. Yeah, yeah. True, true. So, but, um, so how can we make this friendship a, a true friendship with Jesus? So I think the, is kind of the same thing that Jesus said, you'll be my friends if you do what I want. Mm. <laughs> do what I-, <laughs> I mean, technically he is saying that. And, and yeah. if, if I wanted to be, you know, I said, Hey, you know, let's be friends, Daniel, but you can only be my friend if you do what I command. 
Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, <laughs> it's like a perfect friend that mm. he knows everything that is best for you, everything that is best for him, everything that's best for everyone. Yeah. So like, I need to do his will because if I don't, if I miss something, mm. I'm doing bad for me or for someone. Mm, like, okay. so kind of, it's like it makes totally sense to follow um, without. Asking, like, without caring. If you don't understand, just follow. If Jesus said, if God said something, like, and it's real from, really from God, yeah. you can just follow because it's perfect. Yeah. Cool. All right. So just just follow. Yeah. Or like, do what he commands. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> well, I think um, that a friendship is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And then um, that is maintained or developed by quality time, spending time together, communication, mm-hmm. yeah. and then also sacrificing for each other. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I believe that like quality time, so experiencing things mm-hmm. um, with God, with Jesus, letting him show you what to experience or how to experience things, trusting him enough to know that he'll take care of you and guide you through. And then, <clears throat> yeah, and then also just like talking to him daily, yeah. reading up about him, and quality time. Yeah, yeah. There's this. I've heard a few people say this, and I, I'm not sure if I, I I get it, but I'm not sure if I believe in it. And they say that you know, if 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 Jesus didn't bless us for the rest of our life, he has still done enough for us to want to have a relationship with him, right? And and I get what they're saying, but like. For me, then, then uh, if I if I if I'm not experiencing God's good, God's goodness and, and His blessing and His promises and stuff, like, could you really still keep that relationship going? I think that God's blessings never stop in our lives. Yeah, but they can stop physically. In the, like, what I mean is, like, I can be poor and be Mm. with a disease and a lot of bad things. But, like, inside, God is always blessing. He can give us joy. He can give us the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. And, like... So good. uh, If we are, when they arrest us for, what's the word? Our judge and this stuff, you know, like, uh, that Jesus said that, your father will be against you. Your mm. brothers will be against you, and they will give you to the authorities. Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid, because like this, I'm mixing things. But okay, uh, oh, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah like yeah. God, even though when we are in this place, God will give us the wisdom, like to speak mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah. So like, even though the blessings can stop physically, they like don't the stop inside, spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. And we can, like, if we are connected with him, we can see these blessings. Yeah, yeah. So the quality time will probably, like, it will overshadow all that, you know, things that we see or don't see physically. Yeah. Because we're so connected to him because we spend quality time with him. And we're doing what he commanded us to do in the Bible, but also what he's put on our heart to do. For me, I would say uh, it's all about trust as well. Like, um, I'm going to... I'm going to invest in this friendship by trusting that he 
what the what the Bible says about him, but also what I've experienced. And even if I don't experience it for a long time, I'm still going to put my trust on what I experienced before because he's faithful. Yeah. I also feel like because uh, we are people of the Western world mm-hmm. and we have everything that we need and we can get everything that we need. So often we don't see the blessings, mm-hmm. you know, like so we think it's, oh, that's just because we live here and... Um, but as a Christian, you are blessed. You feel like you're blessed to be here and you're blessed to get the things that you yeah, do. You're yeah. blessed to be able to do the things that you do and stuff. Yes. Um, but you don't necessarily have to feel or see it as a blessing from God if you don't believe in, in Him. You can yeah. still have the blessings, you know, of of this world. Um, but, but it, yeah, like you trust what you have experienced. You trust how you've gotten mm-hmm. these things. And uh, like for me, I have experienced once like physically being touched by God, mm-hmm. and that was now many years ago, mm-hmm. you know? and and that was getting into worship and all that stuff. But I still like if I doubt, well, am I being blessed by God? Like, or is He still blessing me and stuff like that? I can always go back to that one time mm-hmm. He I felt Him touch me, yeah. and and that's also enough for me to not doubt. Mm-hmm. That he's real and that yeah. he's there. And that. As much as I know that he 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 wants us to come to him authentically with our doubts, with our with our anger, with our frustration, with our you know successes and joys, he wants us just to come with everything. Uh, for me, I could never stop doubting his existence and his faithfulness. Um, I might have problems, and I come to him saying, "Hey, you know, um, you know." You see what's going on in my life, God. You know what's going on. Why? Why aren't you showing yourself? But but then, for every time I do that, I feel inside me that I want to praise Him right afterwards. I just want to worship Him. It, it's it's strange. Like I've had so many times where I've come so frustrated at Him, and I and I. It's not that I want to say I don't believe in you anymore. I, I just I, I want to like, you know, don't you see what's going on? Types things. But then I'm like, but man, you've been so faithful. And I just love you so much. And then I just start worshiping him. It's crazy. Like, and I think that comes with just, you know, just spending quality time with him, just always being with him um, in the tough times and the good times. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think this is one of the main things that a friend, you want to be with him. Mm. And also something uh, that could be, could serve for someone listening is there? We sometimes have a good friend that we cannot see for ten years, mm. and then we come back see this friend. It's everything the same. Yep. So and with God is like the same. Yeah. So so true. So with with knowing that, because you know you can't really invest in a friendship if you don't feel like you've been invested into. Like it's a two way street. Yes. So how can we have these same principles? And the relationships that we have, specifically, if you know we feel like we are, uh, God's put somebody in our life to disciple. How what, what should we be doing to invest in that the way Jesus has invested in us? I think that the first thing is doing for God and not for people. Mm-hmm. Like it is for people, but people is in second place because people can get mad at you and can don't give the right value of every sacrifice that you're giving. Mm. 
So I think this is like the first part, thinking about God before people. And and also like God loved me even without my, without I deserving it. Mm-hmm. So I can love people even if they don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when God gives you a heart for someone, mm-hmm. um, I believe he gives you his heart for that someone. Ooh. So like that, um, love that you have for that friend who might not share the same love for you or might not be or know how to invest the same into your life. Um, I believe that God gives you the patience and he gives you the, the grace for that. And then so the blessings that you see on that person's life will also be yours or in mm. the victories and the successes that they go through will also be your like mm-hmm. in, invest back into you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think if if it's from God and if you share God's heart for those people, then mm-hmm. yeah, I I believe it will last. And and you do feel like you are being how do you say like invested in mm-hmm. by them? Yeah, by God. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like you. Like you said, I just want to add to that. I think that if God puts people in your life and and he gives you his heart for them, you don't necessarily need the acknowledgement back from them about what you're doing because you just, you're just doing it because it's a God thing and he's giving you his heart for them. Because I, I, I've, I've been doing youth ministry for a long time now <laughs> and I've had seasons with different people. And um, if I was dependent on their acknowledgement of the investment that I gave in their lives, I, I think I would be stressed out, you know, and thinking that I just, you know, didn't get the acknowledgement that I deserve and stuff like that. But it doesn't, it, it wasn't about that. And every now and then I'll, I'll, I'll get a message from somebody thanking me for, you know, the time that I spent with them before. And, and, but then there's others that I haven't heard from at all, but I don't regret the time that I spent with them. And I'm so thankful. And when we see each other in heaven, which I truly believe we will, then we can give each other proper hugs and say, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm a-okay with that. But I, I want to treat people like friends from the beginning. And like Jesus did with his disciples, he treated them as friends from the beginning. He didn't, they didn't have to earn his trust. They didn't have to earn his friendship. He gave it right away. And going back to that, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. The revelation that I got from that, realizing that that is the greatest love, is that Jesus never considered us his enemy. He always thought of us as his friends, even before we supposedly earned it, you know, It says in Romans, it says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the passage that God put on my heart to read and say, see, even when you were against me, I still died for you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And so I think when God puts people in in our lives, we have to try our hardest in his strength and with his heart to, you know, you are my friend and I'm going to treat you as a friend and I'm going to journey with you however much time I have with you, you know, 
you, you got me. You can trust me because I'm going to invest in your life from heaven's perspective. And this reminds me of a proverb that is... Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I need to find a proverb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know my heart. No, I'll, I'll try to find it for that time. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What's up? No, and also, he also tells us that we don't have enemies. Like, we don't fight with Mm-mm. each other no. or flesh and blood. We, yeah. yeah. And even if we do have somebody that isn't, considers us their enemy, we still bless them and pray for them and all those wonderful stuff. But we can't consider people our enemies. Not if we have the heart of God in us. Mm-hmm. That can be kind of tough. Did you find that proverb? Yeah. And actually, it's uh, Paul also talks about this in Romans. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will hit burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. So it's about like... People can do, yeah, and like people can do bad stuff for you, yeah. and you pay back with good things, mm. and they will be so like ashamed... Sometimes people will be like ashamed of oh, what I have done to him. Yeah. Like, and he's giving me love back. Mm-hmm. Who is this God? <laughs> Who is this yeah. God in this phenomenon? So, so cool. I like this. This has been good. So, so for those listening, um, you know, the Bible clearly says that we should have the attitude of Jesus. We should be more like Jesus. And this is just one perspective that we can, we can tap into, uh, Concerning friendships, actually. Yeah, we're talking about discipleship. Yeah, we're talking about the apostles. But they were his apostles because they were his friends. And he wants us to go and do likewise. Um, And I believe that we can do that by first investing in our friendship with Jesus um, so that we know how to invest in the friendships that he puts in our lives. Amen? Amen. Any last words? Last supper? Be a blessing wherever you are. Be a blessing wherever you are. (laughs) And be blessed wherever you are. Yes. Amen. Would you like to close in prayer? Yeah. God, thank you for this talking. Thank you for this radio show and for everybody that listening. Um, Guide everyone that listening to us and put your words in their hearts Mm. and continue to talk to them about these things and guide them through a good day and guide them to a good um, life with you. And, uh, and may all of them find life in you. Yeah, come on. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. As always, have a blessed week. And if you need anything, look us up. Write us a message if you need prayer, whatever. Uh, we're here. So otherwise, we will see you next week week as we continue this study on why we're the chosen chosen be blessed bye-bye